Yo, what's up, guys? It's the F1 cast coming back you with another week of, you know, exciting F1 content. This time we're going to be covering the Austria Grand Prix, the, uh, you know, qualifying, the uh, sprint race, the race results, you know, go a little bit into what's going to happen going forward and uh, all that good stuff. So, you know, over to you, Joseph. Um, so this week was a pretty big week. We got a sprint race. I think we are all kind of confused on what... <laughs> Why there was a race on Saturday, but uh, you know, yeah, sprint race yeah. this week. But um, let's start off with qualifying. We have um, it was a really good, pretty good qualifying session from from what I was watching. Pretty early, but you know, managed to watch it. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty good all around. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any standout performances for me, dude. I don't know why my my memory goes within like two hours after or like within a day after watching a race dude they were pretty um they were pretty hard on the track limits on this on this track or the circuit yeah, I, oh yeah they were <laughs> yeah this is definitely the the most i've ever seen it where it was like at least in qualities it was like a shit ton of laps were getting deleted during the race itself there's like every yeah. other lap you'd see the you know fia thing popping up on the stream um you'd see People getting a lot of five second penalties were getting given out. I know Hamilton was pretty pissed off during the race about that. Yeah, yeah it, for sure. It, it was funny to see because it was like people going around and then be like, oh, that's a good lap. And then it would say, like, it's been deleted over and yeah. over again. So it'd be like people bouncing up and down because like they'd have yeah. a good lap and then there is a chance to get get deleted. And now it's like if you went over, it was a very specific thing, like the white. I don't know. I heard white line. I just, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention when people like were like how far they were pushing it, but yeah, it was just constant deletions. Which I saw some people talking about it that like um, drivers wanted them to be stricter about it because some people were were you know in the past kind of taking liberties with track limits. Yeah, but I, I I don't know, but then like you know when you get the penalty, then it's like oh this is fucking dumb. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> so yeah, all in all, it was pretty funny to see. Pretty, uh, pretty big uh, day in qualifying for, for Haas. Haas and, yeah. I think Haas and Alpine really stand out yeah. weekend, I think. The mid-team field or midfield teams that are really, they're really, you know, putting in work these last two races, really coming yeah. out, coming out swinging. Yeah. Love seeing that. Love seeing also, Schumacher. Not, not a bad showing from Williams. Uh, Alex Albon getting 11th in qualities. So maybe, maybe those upgrades in the Williams are starting to come through a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know we didn't see them at all in the last race, but we're starting to. <laughs> oh, he's starting to show that they're they're a little more competitive with the upgrades, which I think that's that's nice. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to gauge how much. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess because usually he'd be like right around Latifi, he'd be a bit yeah. ahead of him, but like yeah. still like at the bottom. So he's he's moving up a couple paces, which are kind of filled with like the Aston Martins in the I, I guess recently the Alphataris. Um, right, in, and then yeah, I think. This weekend also, I thought this weekend really showed how shitty the McLaren is. <laughs> yeah, um, qualifying because it, it just seems like, like at least the order in like cars, it's like you got Red Bull, Ferrari, top two fastest cars right now, Mercedes, then it goes Alpine, Haas, and then like below Haas is the McLaren. And I don't know, if watching Lando actually makes it look not too bad, but Ricardo just makes that thing look like a piece of shit. Um, you know. <laughs> Ricardo not making out of round one of qualifying, like I don't know, it's just rough. It's rough for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's 
I mean, Ricardo, the smile wears thinner and thinner each race when it's the post-race interview or the post-qualifying <laughs> interview. It's just it's slowly the, you know, the edges of the smile are coming down. And it's just yeah. it's tough to see him. He's just he's becoming a shell of his former self with each passing moment. But I mean, they yeah, it was just a terrible qualifying for them with Daniel. Because like especially because, you know, I mean. After each race, it's always the, yeah, we'll do better next week. You know, we'll put our best foot forward. But especially, like, he seemed to really, like, kind of push that narrative even more after Silverstone because it was so bad. He, like, was last out of every car that finished, which was only 13 <laughs> cars, I think. But then, like, he was like, yeah, we're, we, I have to do something. Like, I got to push myself. And then, and then he comes in here, and then he just gets out in the first qualifying session. It's just heartbreak after heartbreak. It doesn't yeah, also think... help with uh with Norris being fifteenth. He, I mean, he made it past Q one, but like you know, he ended up being fifteenth. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I think I don't know. This is we're getting to an interesting impasse where I think um, it's definitely uh, when we talk more about the sprint race, um, we'll get into it. There's a really interesting thing that happened with uh, McLaren, but it's really starting to show that Daniel Ricardo is not the priority at all for McLaren. Um, he's really like the the second option where it's like the Ferrari thing where Charles Leclerc wins, everyone's happy. Carlos Sainz wins. We could have done no, better. No one I got something to say to about that. that. I got something but, to say um, about that. But you know, <laughs> uh, but it's like I don't know. It it just seems like McLaren really is not placing much value on Daniel Ricciardo anymore. And when when contract time comes, I think it's going to be interesting to see what's coming next with Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, I think I saw they were trying out. I think he was a winner in IndyCar. He's some American driver. I think it just—it was one of those things where he's probably nothing, but like he got headlines because he was an American driver. I don't remember what his name was, but that was cool to see. And then immediately when you see something like that, the comments are always like, "That bum Ricardo is out of there. He's he's done. He's finished." <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's it's a scary spot to be in because it's kind of like when, I feel like once all the contracts seasons where they're all like kind of going up and people are shifting around, it's like a game of musical chairs you know and you just gotta hope there's a spot for you and i feel like ricardo he's he's gonna be left in the dust but yeah we'll we'll definitely see i think there i think there maybe there is some opportunities for him um and maybe one of the you know lower midfield teams but we'll see i just don't see you know ricardo just isn't a hot prospect unless he starts uh really picking up the pace a little bit and you know showing (laughs) showing himself more in these upcoming races Yeah, uh, I feel like. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Go ahead. Go 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 go. Ahead. Uh, I was gonna say it feels like you get to that crossroads as a driver where some when when there's absolutely no more hope of like winning at all. Like when there, I feel like when when a driver thinks there's like a zero percent chance in their mind that they could like be a champion, that's when they kind of call it. Like I feel like there's crossroads where some call it quits and some cash out and go to like one of the shittier teams and then like just kind of like race for the fun of it. So I feel like that's kind of a crossroads that Daniel might be getting to here soon. Yeah, for sure. Potentially. So yeah, we'll have to see what he decides to do. Um, do you guys? There... Uh, do you guys think he his move to Renault back in twenty after the twenty eighteen season kind of ruined his chances as a driver, or like kind of showed what his his true potential is as a driver? Um. Though, so he was on Red Bull before that, right? And then that's where yeah. he yeah. was. Yeah, Red Bull he or was, Renault. He was their number one driver for like a year or two, right? Like he's the one that kind of yeah. booted out Vettel because he did better than him in a season on like his first season there, I think maybe or not maybe not first, but he did well better than him and then Vettel was gone. I think yeah. it's just like it's just such a strange move because I feel like 
a lot of, any driver just kills even if they're not the number one driver for a spot on that top team because like if you just end up out racing your you know the other driver you make yourself number one so it's like i don't know it just feels a bit to me like kind of bowing out to go to a midfield team because right. i mean unless it's just more of a struggle to have to i mean because there's uh, it's just yeah i don't know not a fan of the move i'm just gonna settle on that not a fan <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so what i'll say sure. yeah but yeah pretty bad know. outing for uh for mercedes in qualifying both cars in q3 both slammed into a wall that's crazy because mercedes is like the the consistent you know consistency gods this season like they just never seem to really crash out or anything and then both of them doing it in one qualifying session was just kind of insane because it's just it's such a rare thing to happen for their team so i mean they got out of the way early though you know welcome back wesley are we are we good to resume we're good yeah 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 okay um so mercedes uh mercedes in the qualifying i okay what happened with mercedes in qualifying is really starting to make me hate the general population of F1 fans, I think. Um, <laughs> because I forget. It was, it, I think it was Hamilton's crash, maybe. Mm -hmm. But it one was. of them was, was way worse than the other and looked like potentially dangerous. But even before there is any guarantee that either Mercedes driver was, you know, safe and okay after their crash, the, the fans at the, at the track were going nuts. They were loving seeing two people potentially injured. <laughs> Um, right and man yeah, i i was not a fan of that i don't know i i think it's just the what happens with the people who are fans of maybe the higher tier teams with right. uh, ferrari red bull and mercedes but i really think that they're just unbearable as people um i could i definitely can see some merit in that i think it also it depends but it's like I mean, at least online, I feel like it's like most people have pretty lukewarm, pretty normal takes, but then it's like the one in 10 says just some like insane shit, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't really think of any, but it'll usually be something like, da 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 is good. Like, somebody's good who's like just doing well in the season. I'll be like, oh, dude, that piece of shit's so fucking overrated. It's because of this and that and the other thing. And, and like, if it right. wasn't for all that, he he would be terrible. He'd be a bum. And it's just like, wow, that's crazy. That's you that you're doing a lot of mental gymnastics to just hate on someone when you could just say like, yeah, they're they're pretty good. You know, I feel like you see that a decent amount. Yeah, I, I think I think as a fan, I think it's you should never boo someone who crashes because it's, it's a dangerous sport. I mean, you crash into a barrier, it's potentially someone's life. So it's kind of like, don't boo that. I mean, it's OK to boo in the race if they get passed over. But if they're going to crash, like, don't don't do that it's not and even like in I, I mean i guess you you can't it's like um i don't know i guess a similar comparison is when nba players get injured a lot of the times teams will like enemy uh, opponents will kind of cheer for that that's great um but it's right. just i don't know it's there, there's something off about it i know it's not every not every mercedes fan but it's like um at that track, it was pretty insane how loud the cheers were after we saw those two Mercedes crash into the wall. It was pretty nuts. Well, it's funny because yeah. it was like the opposite, like just a weekend before, I think, because like they were like booing for Max when he did well, I think, at Silverstone, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought. Yeah. yeah. And now they just, it's like just the same, but the opposite. So it's just like yeah. everyone's <laughs> just the same. Mm -hmm. But like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to see it. It is. 
I mean, just the risk of like, let's say you're you're just you look so fucking stupid if somebody gets like injured from any I mean, by any measure when like yeah. you're cheering and then you're like, oh, shit, he like fuck he like broke something or he's he's dead. Like then you just look like a dumbass. So it's like, right. Yeah, it's just it's just so dumb. It's just so dumb. And it's just. Yeah, no, terrible, terrible. It, um, it also doesn't help the fact that like, I mean, like. I forgot what I was going to say, but like, it doesn't help the fact that like. Yeah, you booed uh, you booed Max Verstappen in the last week. Are they booed Max Verstappen in the last week of the race because it was a British Grand Prix and all the British fans are all Lewis Hamilton fans? But like, yeah. don't don't make it uh, any less of a of a what do you call it? I don't know. I, for, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Whatever. We can continue on, but yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah, stupid cut, cut, to cut, cut that, you know. It's just stupid oh. to to boo fit, to boo people. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I what I think we that's pretty much all the qualities. I think we covered yeah. all the the standouts, the crashes, the the people who fell off. You know, Daniel Ricardo going into this weekend. Um. You know, I made the the bold prediction of Daniel Ricardo fourth, and you know now yeah. it's looking like the the new prediction is Daniel Ricardo teamless after this season. So <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll see what makes. Yeah. Um, which one of those? So do we want to talk about the sprint? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm done with the sprint. I mean, the sprint was mostly right. It was like the top people all kind of remained the same, and then like it, the midfield was where the a lot of the battling happened. I mean, at the at the top of the field, like with Verstappen, Leclerc, signs, it was like one lap of battling, and then it really simmered down real quick. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. I guess that was the first thing. I guess it was lap one. So it was the first thing to note was like signs was battling super hard with Leclerc, which just kind of like took a like kind of you know edge or like gave verstappen a little of an edge over them i think because they had to wear each other's tires out just kind of racing each other for a little bit there but i mean it just ended up i thought it was just interesting seeing that verstappen's pace looked pretty good like on the on the sprint like leclerc was catching to some extent at the end but it like wasn't enough that it looked like oh like verstappen should be kind of concerned come right like you know sunday but it yeah, it was interesting to see. And then I was, I kept saying yesterday, um, I, I was concerned that Signs and Leclerc would race like that on race start Sunday and take each <laughs> other out. Like, was my main concern. Yeah, I was right. real stressed that they would, like, one of them would pull a move and then it would just be Ferrari double DNF. So that didn't happen. <laughs> I'll just say that. So that was good. Yeah, it looked like the uh, Ferrari's degradation on, uh, or tire degradation or tire deg in, on, on the sprint race wasn't as bad as it was on the race because I, I guess it was yeah. a cooler temp temp track on race day mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um I, I guess one of the big big climbs was uh perez i mean he started in 13th due to uh lap times being deleted and qualifying and he started 13th and he, i guess he pushed his weight i think in lap one he gained like five places he was up into eighth already and then i think at the end crazy. of the race he was at fifth yeah, he did end fifth, which is crazy, making up all those spots. I think between Silverstone and then this weekend, we see Perez is incredibly good at overtaking midfield cars. He's he's just able to make quick work of everyone that isn't like a Ferrari or like maybe right. a Mercedes will give him a little mm-hmm. trouble. But besides for that, he's just going to fly by you. So, yeah, that was really cool to see. He was kind of the big, big leaper of the day. Um, compared to Alex Albon, he was, he, he was out, he was looking for bodies on qualifying. (laughs) Like, I think he had a a few incidents. I don't remember. One was with Vettel. 
I think he fucked Vettel up. He took Dude, him the Vettel's been the getting in the mix lately. He's been He's dicing been it up. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I think this one, it was... Alex Albin, like, I could kind of see it. He was pinched kind of close considering it was a Williams, and he said he was having, like, understeer or something. So then he just kind of <laughs> wiped out Vettel. He wasn't. He had like a little bit of room, I think, but like it just. He said it wasn't enough for the Williams to like for him to kind of make that corner. He didn't have enough space. But there was another incident too, which I think was more on Albin. I don't remember who it was with, but it was earlier. But yeah, he he like caught two bodies and then fell four places. So that that kind of really fucked with my Alex Albin in six position. You know, prediction yeah. for the race. <laughs> yeah. So there was um. There was one thing that was pretty interesting that so this kind of goes into what I was saying with McLaren and Ricardo being kind of the second choice driver now. Mm, um right. there was a pretty interesting thing where for a lot of the sprint race it seemed like McLaren were kind of in their own bubble where they were not really making pace on the people in front of them. There wasn't much happening for them in the race and it was just the two McLarens kind of next to each other. And during yeah. this time Ricardo was making calls like let me pass Lando. I've got, I can, we can, uh, let me see if I, I think I've got more pace than him. Let me pass. And then, you know, if, if I don't, then he can just pass me, you know, there, there's no harm in trying. And, yeah. he, you know, he was calling for this. And then um, his race engineer just kind of hit him with the radio silence. They just <laughs> completely ignored what he said until the sprint was done. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, nice job, Ricardo. Uh, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. So, they um they didn't want to try anything. They didn't really value Ricardo. Um, is what it seems like, and they didn't want to even you know think about not putting their their star Lando Norris, uh, like not give him the chance to stay in front. So I just thought that was interesting for them to do. Right. Yeah. That's. I feel like that's tough. You know, to ghost your driver when your whole job is probably to sit there and communicate with them. Yeah. Um. That's that's kind of fucked up because it's kind of like my job's to sit here and let you know what's up, and I'm just gonna not do that mm -hmm. right now. I'm just not, you know, having a little moment. So that just sucks for him. I feel like I don't know. It's got to give some some bad vibes. And I mean, you know, I feel like it's just if there's no harm, you just gotta you gotta let him try. You know, you gotta you gotta let him see if he's got pace. Let Ricardo yeah. let Ricardo fly, you know. Let him let him <laughs> let him test out the limits of that McLaren, you know. Push yeah, let the him. Limit. Yeah, let him see what he can do out there. So I mean, that just that sucked, but I mean, I guess when you look at the points difference, you can see why why Norris is uh you know the front runner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, a, yeah. it was a pretty sad day for uh, Alonso. He had a pretty decent decent qualifying. Uh, he had a electrical issue problem. I think it was with the battery, so he couldn't start mm -hmm. the. Uh, the sprint race and i think he had to also i think they had to do two formation laps so he had to they had to pull his car in back into the pits yeah i think what it was is at first i was confused because when they all went off the line wait did he still have i thought he still had on like the tire like heaters i think on the first when they first went off the line maybe i'm wrong i know that might have been some, yeah but I mean, like i, I mean, just know i, I just thought it was funny because he wasn't moving and then his team had to like run out there while the team, while like all the cars were, it was just, it was just fucked. Yeah, especially since he yeah. did so well, and he he's definitely had the worst luck of the season out of every driver, I think, Alonso, because yeah. like he's consistently put up good like qualities and like yeah. races, but like he's really the car is just trying to fail at every opportunity it gets, every small thing the car wants to just give out and not do anything. So that's that's rough. <laughs> that's unfortunate.
but he uh, apparently he's been liking just the upgrades that they've been doing to the alpine and like, yeah like it definitely still, seems he still like loves yeah it, it seems like Al alpine is kind of they're they're putting themselves um above the other midfield teams like i feel like maybe earlier in the season it was a bit harder to tell um the different like if there was really a difference in speed um between the the Haas, the Alpine, the Alphatari. Um and as the seasons kind of went on, it seems like Alpine's really been consistently taking their car to the next level and kind of putting themselves above the other midfield teams. Right. And I think they're all they're, they're literally the only team with the Renault engine and everybody else has the Mercedes or Ferrari engine and mm -hmm. or, or the Red Bull engine. So it kind of speaks to like like to having a solo team with their own engine kind of really working themselves up as a midfield team. True, true. Yeah, I mean it's just um yeah, it just seems like their their upgrades are hidden pretty mm -hmm. well. Like their upgrades are just doing what it needs to do. Like when you look at a team like McLaren, I I'm assuming they've probably had upgrades as well come in and it's just not right. working to the same effect. Yeah, no, like, not at all. <laughs> yeah, and there's, they, they probably have a bigger grades. budget than Alpine, so I mean like yeah, to, to yeah. see that it's Kind of sad. I think AlphaTauri, like they didn't even start hot, and I think somehow they're downgrading. I don't, I don't know what, what they've got going on. That's like one that I feel like <laughs> I haven't talked about enough. But I feel like they're just doing really bad recently. Like, they are just, just terrible this season, man. I'm, yeah. I'm really praying for them. I'm really hoping for them to have a, a really decent race. And I think the only race that we've seen them do really decent in is the the Baku Grand Prix, and that was it. Yeah, it's just looked really bad all around for them. Like just, just, just tough so i mean yeah hopefully up well i mean it's really fun seeing the upgrades come in because it just kind of just everyone gets kind of bunched up like this race was incredible because it was just so much close driving for so much of it with the midfield yeah. and it's nice to see those upgrades are kind of hitting for everyone and then every any given week somebody could just have a little more pace than someone else and it's not it's not set in stone right yeah um it, this was also a really good i think haas had a really good sprint race as, as well i think mick schumacher was fighting hamilton throughout the whole race and i think it was really great to see that oh no that he was incredible with the defending and i i heard some some rumors online of schumacher going through his villain arc right now because he after the race he was kind of fuming because uh magnuson didn't tow him like last lap he went out of oh, DRS yeah. range so hamilton was able to pass and like when he was he was talking about it after he was just kind of like he seemed pretty upset and he was just like yeah we're gonna have to talk I about love that. this he yeah. was he, he was getting into that you know that that demon mode you know he's he's, <laughs> to, he's starting to <laughs> to pick up some confidence and I think that that this the race in Silverstone kind of I think man I I don't know what it is man I think something about Silverstone always turns the season around for 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 Red Bull and I think sure. but like I said for the midfield teams and I think. For Schumacher, I think it really is a turning point for for his career. I think now it's just like I just flipped the switch, you know. I, was, I don't know where right. that lyrics from, but some some rapper said that, and Drake. Schumacher, Drake. Yeah, Drake said that, and I think Schumacher, he's taking that page. He's flipping the switch, and he's <laughs> it's gonna be lights out the rest of the season. I hope. I I love to see him compete up there. He popped he popped half the Zan, got an hour two lands, <laughs> and he's just just going crazy right now. Yeah, but, I yeah. No, wait. I'm I love uh. You know, as much as we all love uh, racers showing emotion during the race and berating the race engineers, um, mm -hmm. I also love racers who get pissed off and emotional after the fact. So That's Mick Schumacher too. getting pissed off, I'm all for it. You know, I'm, <laughs> let's let's keep that going. Right, and yeah. I think um, I think he was pretty mad at just that Kevin was pulling away and not giving him the DRS zone because, like, I think Hamilton he would have got into the points into the sprint race had Magnuson kept towing him throughout the whole race so 
Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it. that's interesting that Magnuson would do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, that was great to see. Also, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on the sprint that was that was particularly, you know, out there. Not but I think we, we kind of covered it. Yeah, not, not that I'm, it's uh, at all interesting, but Russell was pretty alone in that whole sprint race. He kind of had nobody in front of him to see, nobody behind him to catch him. So just yeah, racing that's... on an empty track, vibing. <laughs> yeah. That's... yeah, he was. It was a one-on-one. You know, it's him against himself out there. It's like shadow boxing in the yeah. car. But yeah, that's I the think sim. It's... <laughs> it was just a sim day, but yeah. it, it feels like. Um... It feels like that's the Mercedes kind of motto right now. Is it's like the Ferraris and Red Bulls are way too fast. Like there's always like a it's always the Ferraris and Red Bulls like with very small gaps between each other, then a massive gap. And then it's the Mercedes, and then it's usually like another pretty big gap, and it's like whoever's after them. Yeah. So it's right. just like they're like on an island on the track where there's just nothing going on at all. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting to see always. Well, not actually it's the opposite of exciting, but you know, <laughs> it's what it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Should we uh should we get into All the right, let's uh, get in, race? Yeah. Get into the race. Yeah, the race. Banger. 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 Banger yeah. alert. Yeah, banger this alert. Is a must must watch. Watch the it's highlights. A pretty yeah. pretty good start for uh for a pretty good first lap there. I mean, uh, we had a lot of action, especially in turn one. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a lot going Leclerc, on. Right. We had uh, Verstappen kind of pull away after the start and then we go into turn four, and uh, we have uh, Russell bumping into uh, Sergio Perez, who made up uh, a lot of places in the sprint race. Yeah, yeah. Perez, I think he was just like, he had so many overtakes, he just thought this is just going to be another one. And then Russell was like, nah, get in the fucking gravel or whatever there was. He just right. kind of punted him in there, you know? But, I mean, yeah, and then Russell did get a penalty for that, and I think... Yeah, I mean, he completely ruined Perez's race, but I mean, it was pretty tight with how much room yeah. there was. But I think he could have managed to move over a little more. But then again, yeah. I'm I'm not a racer, and I don't have any concept of what they can and cannot do at certain moments. Right. So yeah, I'm kind of just talking, just saying my my very loose thoughts on it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it as soon as the crash happened, you could just tell that like Perez was pretty fucked. Like yeah. he like had he did a couple laps and you could just see he was not gaining anything on Latifi. He was just he was losing pace on Latifi. Um, yeah. And you know I don't I don't blame them at all for just retiring the car. I yeah. think I heard something about his side pod getting like ripped or something like that. Yeah, which I think was, would was lose a big you a lot of. Yeah, a lot of downforce. You, you lose a lot of yeah. downforce with that. And I mean, oh. Latifi was so off the pace that he just decided to come in the garage and like have a nice sodi pop or something. So like, if <laughs> yeah, you can't, if you can't out of catch the sun. him, yeah, get, get out, out of the sun. It was hot <laughs> out. Orange there, smoke. So. If you can't catch that guy, it's you know your car's fucked, and you <laughs> gotta go back to the garage and call it quits. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, I, yeah. I think um, well, let's talk about that. That the top two, uh, the top three uh, drivers there. I mean, for the first ten laps, and it looked like Verstappen was having a great, good lead on Leclerc, and then his tires just kind of gave out. I mean, I, I think yeah. his apparently, according to the, the analysts and the commentators, they were saying that the tire degradation for for Red Bull today was just not what it was in the sprint race, and I think it was due to the fact that. On cooler tracks, we see that like uh, the Ferrari's uh, tire degradation is way better compared to to mm. the Red Bulls. Interesting. I also, yeah, I think 
also a lot of teams actually that probably goes a little later but it was just interesting to see because on sprint you know i think you said there was a track temperature but it was like for Stappen looked like if he was going to get ahead that he was probably there's a good chance he was going to stay ahead at least that looked like kind of the indicator from the from the sprint right. or that like yeah he, he would be able to maintain his lead but it looked like not only on well on the first set of tires right when they started to degrade it was better for ferrari but then when they went to right. the hards it just looked so much faster for ferrari with their yeah. like fresher tires like the the speed that leclerc had was like it was like the first overtake was a pretty tough one for him like to get around yeah. it looked like like it took a little bit of fighting and he had to he found like a super nice overtake on the inside i i mean so it, that one was great but then the other ones he was just so much faster it just looked like he was just he just like zoomed right by him like verstappen yeah. just could not do anything it was that so. straight going to turn three and it just like he zoom past him regardless if, if Verstappen yeah. tried to defend there was nothing to defend there yeah um, so I mean yeah I mean uh I mean I guess uh Red Bull is trying to throw everything at him with their strategists and I think uh Leclerc think still came brings, out on top that brings up yeah I I think it was interesting to see that Ferrari got got seemed to get something right for once in their in their fucking year like I, I was <laughs> concerned because it just it seems like they actually made the right call today. Oh look, Wes is gone. Okay, oh. we'll just keep going until maybe he comes back, hopefully. But what was it? It was like oh, I'm trying to think. Because it, it was like I think most people were planning on going in and doing a one pit stop, right? Yeah, it was that's like the what game they plan going in, I heard. Yeah. But then people were like, Oh, they're degrading kind of quick, and it's like the new tires just are so much quicker that it was just like right. it just ended up being better to do a second set especially and then i was super happy that when there was the virtual safety that you know ferrari didn't do some dumb shit like leave their car out they actually they decided to it looked like they learned from that mistake and they just immediately went in for the mediums so that was that was real nice to see um yeah but i just oh yeah i guess you could just pause fuck wesley said his internet is dying Where were you at? What were you saying again? You said the uh, the strategy. It was their their tires. Um. Well, it's just I was just mostly kind of concerned because at first they were gonna do one pit stop and then. Okay. Oh man, yeah. it was just it was tough because I also when I was watching Ferrari they had like a, a some windows where Verstappen pitted first and then you know Leclerc was still pulling ahead a bit so he could have probably realistically pitted had fresher tires and still came out in first but they right. were just so confident in their overtakes that it just didn't matter and that they ended up just doing it later so that they had even fresher tires compared to Verstappen and that just yeah. worked probably just as well so I mean it, it was just kind of it, it seemed dicey to me at the moment thinking like oh man like they if they pit after like Verstappen might just defend but they were just so much faster it didn't matter right it, it did not it, yeah. overall still a great race I guess we'll just wait for Wesley here we'll do, do some cutting action yeah little cuts the hell is it? <sighs> 
I'm not gonna lie, I bought some ribs from Safeway and I'm mm -hmm. dying to, to eat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Fuck. <A> juicy container. <laughs> yeah. Dying to eat. <laughs> yeah. It turned into a mukbang. <laughs> I guess I'll keep browsing the F1 Reddit. Oh, he be back let's, maybe? Let's go. Oh. Sorry, I don't I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, oh, back yeah. to to back to Dylan. Oh yeah, I was talking pit stops, pit stops and in tires and how how mediums, you know, it looked competitive, hards. Ferrari just looked so much better on him that it was insane. And then my theory was also, well, this might be kind of dumb, but well, I mean, maybe not. I just thought when people are like, oh man, like a one pit stop didn't work. It's because you know how they work on a range from like, there's like five different tires, but they select yeah. a range of three. Like this was right. the softest, softest three possible. So it kind of made sense to me that, you know, they didn't last the whole race. You know, the hards being like the, the actual, like out of the five, the one in the very middle. It was like right, basically the, the softest hards possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought, I, I guess it kind of made sense to me that they didn't last as long maybe as people would have thought and it ended up being two pit stop strategies from everyone. Right. But yeah, the main thing that really just had me sweating up until the end of the race where, you know, shit really hit the fan, we'll talk about that, um, was just the, the pit stop strategy. Like Ferrari, I just have no faith in them at the moment, but they managed to just pull through. They just kind of understood that they had strength in, in the hard tires and they kind of used that very well against Verstappen. Right. And I was surprised by that. Very surprised. I thought, so there was a couple of races ago where we had Lewis Hamilton featured as the Grim Reaper, where he was just kind of, you know, he was just there. He was creeping up. I forget <laughs> who he was going to pass, but he was just, he was always in the background, not looming too far behind and just gaining on you. And that's what it seemed right. like at the beginning of this race, where we had Max yeah. Verstappen kind of futilely trying to hold on to the lead, where you could just see Leclerc just on his ass. Like, right. and, and he, you, he couldn't do like that. I don't know. The Ferrari just looked insane today up until shit hit, hit the fan with Carlos Sainz. But <laughs> like at the beginning of the race, no, they, the Ferrari's yeah. pace was just, in, I don't know. It was insane. Yeah, Dude, that car looked just... way too fast. Right. No, as a Ferrari fan, I was getting massive dopamine releases seeing every lap. The the you know the difference in time just taking massive hits. It was like yeah. it was right. so much time they were making up each lap. I was like, oh my god, the speed. Yeah, and I think uh, when uh, when the Ferraris pitted too, and I think Verstappen only had like a six second lead. I think after like one or two laps, it it dropped down to like three and a half seconds of the lead for Verstappen, and I was just like, well, um, nothing you can yeah. do there, but <laughs> right. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy to see. And then, oh man, the midfield, this whole oh, race man. was crazy. Yeah, let's not take away from from the the top two or the top three teams driving uh, or yeah. racing each other. Let's not take away from the midfield because this was a really good race for the midfields. It yeah, was just sure. so close for everyone except for right. like a couple at the bottom. But like, it, like at one point there was like five drivers just like piled up on basically like right next to each other, and right. they were all fighting. And of course, you know Schumacher new new greatest driver just i think he managed to win out out of all those drivers so that right. was it was just crazy to see stuff like that happening i think it was two haas one mclaren and i think uh one alpine and i 
think one Alpha uh, Alpha Romeo, and I think yeah. they were just like yeah. there was five of them just going five like five wide into turn three, and I was just like, oh shit, insane shit, insane. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of close racing, which is is just great to see. And when it's an open wheel cars, you know, it's just it's even more exciting because if one of them fucks up, then they just somebody's just flying, you know. Yeah, <laughs> as we saw with Joe last week, like you don't want to be touched by another car. Right. It's just it it's just no good. I saw a clip on YouTube earlier that was also like that. It was like uh it was a Formula three driver and he like got airtime. Like he was in the air for a while. Yeah. And it's it just goes to show, you know, you just you never know what's gonna happen if you touch another car. So it's just you know, it just makes right. it so dicey when you get those big groups. Um yeah, I, oh, I think Oh, sorry. This is no, this ahead, is go kind ahead. of going off. Um this is I, I this was a pretty good weekend for Williams I thought. Um I think Albon was actually really getting out there and kind of showing what his new what his upgraded car was able to do. Um he all he was very close to snagging points. He he was like locked he it looked like he had 10th locked up going into the end of the race and then ended ended up letting it slip by but you know I'd love to see Williams start you know getting in the mix more with it, you know right yeah i'd like to see i, I what i really want to see though it was well, a little odd is i want to see like latifi with the upgrades to see like how much better you know if he improves you know does latifi get in the points you know is he is i think he up there? i think right now the the people at williams are, are scared to unleash go out on the track um <laughs> they don't want to give him that us, power they, they they uh they let you know a little they gave us a little taste um at the last race where we see we saw him make Q3 and then right at the beginning of the race we see him you know make that perfect pass up the middle go up like two places and then you know god had to come through and give us that four car crash to make sure latifi can't can't succeed yeah but i think right. you know we could definitely see gotifi start coming out more and more yeah those upgrades are going to be nice to see in there i mean i think they they should i mean this is like basically the first race we got to see them so they should be able to push that further and maybe snag some of the lower lower points positions and that'll be mm -hmm. nice to see right. that develop yeah so um yeah i mean uh, not a bad day for alpine either they got fifth and tenth and yeah. i think alonso starting from 20th to to climb 10 places into the points is uh that that's pretty that's successful insane. day yeah, he's just he's a great driver. And do you see his little finger wag? You guys watch yeah. that? When he, <laughs> yeah, we saw it. We saw Yuki, it. That's crazy because I think he was like driving with his left going and like racing him. And then he went like that with his right. Was that how it went? Yeah, I don't I really so. know. But yeah, it was pretty insane <laughs> to see that he did that. But I mean, I feel like that's mental damage. If you somehow catch that as uh, as you know, Yuki, you look over and see someone wagging their finger at you. It's like, holy shit, like this guy. This guy's better than me at driving. He doesn't even keep his fucking hands on the wheel. That'd be insane if Yuki did see that. I feel like, I don't know. I'd love to see. I, I think that'd be sick if he did see that. Um, I think this was like, I might have, we might have, or I might have mentioned it earlier, but I think this was like the race that really kind of showcased, um, or it kind of showed the levels to the cars because it seemed mm -hmm. like the midfield was kind of stacked up in the order of how their cars went. The, right. the the top end was kind of it just kind of showed this race just kind of really showed the different levels to all the different cars right yeah i i'd agree with that and it kind of it did it did do a pretty good job of showing currently where where the different cars are at mm -hmm. and it's it also i don't know it just feels like this as we're getting close to the middle of the of the season or whatever um it's it's kind of like I, I don't know some teams are moving up a little bit some down but it's kind of starting to starting to solidify their spots and it was, mm -hmm. it was nice to see 
I think I think it shows that how far Mercedes is off of Ferrari and Red Bull. I'm I mean Let like me see the, here. the the lead between I think the the between Verstappen and Hamilton, I think the I think the gap was like 38 seconds, dude. I think that was that was a pretty big yeah, it was like 40. A pretty big lead. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, I'm looking like at it that. right now, 40 40 39. Yeah, so yeah, that's as far as uh, Mercedes are. I mean, yeah, they're they're having no issues with porpoising as of right now in the last two races. But I think it just shows you how far off they are from the top two teams right now. Mm-hmm. It's weird also because we saw a glimpse at Silverstone where like Hamilton for a good amount of the race had the best pace. Yeah, and now and now it's like it looks back to same old same old this week where they're like they're good but they're not at that level of good. So it's just it's weird. It's it's like I I don't know what it is, but it just seems like some teams they have like certain like places and certain setups that just give them like so much value. And I just I have no clue what that is, but you know, right. some teams I guess just have some some areas where they find they find like a comfort zone. It's also pretty good race time for, for, us? for George Russell. Yeah, yeah. Um, you think it's time to discuss the tragedy of Carlos Sainz? Are, yeah. you, are you ready to talk it about is. it, Dylan? Right. Yeah, it was unfortunate. <laughs> I I was so happy. I was thinking, oh my god, Ferrari. I was starting to think Ferrari won two. Things are looking super good, and and like it was. Oh, it was it such a bad time too? Because Signs was catching Verstappen so yeah. fast. Yeah. He was yeah. making up insane pace. I was like, things look good, and I look at his. Oh, what's that? It looks like it's uh smoking. And it's like, oh, it was out of nowhere too. It, yeah. Out of nowhere, just a fucking <laughs> plume of smoke. <laughs> And then shit hit the fan so fast. Like, yeah, it was actually race. crazy to watch it in real time because, um, so yeah, I guess I'll just like break it down where it's, you know, we saw that plume of smoke, uh, signs immediately his like engines fucked. He can't go fast anymore. He pulls off to the side. Um, immediately his car just goes into flames. Like there's fire kind of just spreading through the car. <laughs> um, and then you can see, I think this really showed that, uh, there's, an abundance of jobs at for work to work for formula one and a lack of qualifications because <laughs> the marshals were some of the most out of shape old people i've ever seen <laughs> who had no fucking chance to help carlos signs escape from that fucking fiery death pit um you could see there was like four marshals only one of them went ran out to help him <laughs> one guy literally sat down his fire extinguisher and just walked <laughs> only one guy approached the car he fucked up putting down the little blocker to stop signs from pulling backwards and yeah, that's so like signs is like barely crawling out through the fire and they i don't know it just really bad oh, showing God. for the marshals this weekend right yeah um, no it's, i feel like maybe it's the group mentality where there's so many marshals hired you think fuck dude my my boy's got it i i can yeah. just sit here and chill out i can watch i can be the guy watching I feel yeah, and then and then there's just one of them's got to think, fuck. I guess I got to do it. And then dude, it was so stressful. The one moment where like he couldn't, he couldn't like stop. He was like rolling back. Couldn't stop rolling. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. He couldn't stop rolling, so he didn't want to get out. So then it was like a little motion. But then the flames were coming so mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. And the whole time there was nobody there. And then also, you know, you got the fact that you can see on the left on the leaderboards. Poof, he's fucking dropping like a rock down the list <laughs> yeah. you know because you know it's over and then it's all that's happening at once and it's just like oh man signs actually can't catch a break especially because he's also, doing so well there was right. one thing i or not okay there's one thing i found funny i was gonna say i loved it but yeah. i don't think i did in retrospect what happened so at the end after carlos uh escaped his 
near-death experience. He kind of sat down on like on a ridge and just kind of like looked out at his car in the track. And this yeah. guy comes up and like he's like fully equipped. Yeah, he must have been a marshal as well. And he just like runs up. He like you know gives him the thumbs up, like <laughs> oh, no. hit on him. Now that I think he, about it, he gave him. He, he just you know thumbs up. You know, just, and then the car was like, and then the guy just like ran off and did now something. You got it. It's like he hustled not to the initial like fiery, you know, hell pit, but like he was hustling over just to like go yeah, back. Like, oh, are you good? But like not not to get him out, not to help like get him anywhere away from the site. No, no, like, bro, I gotta check on him. I gotta get over there and I gotta make sure he's doing well. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I feel like after the fact, you know. Yeah, I don't know. That was it was terrible. <laughs> and it would have been like a the first one. T- it would have been the second one too for Ferrari this season if he right. stayed out. But what I'm wondering about, I was thinking about after is because then we got some Leclerc issues after. So did that happen when he when he pitted? Is that when like his pedal got fucked? Because like when signs. Uh, yeah, it when, seemed like a very similar timeline. And right. Oh, like that was another pitted. thing. That's another thing we didn't touch on. Don't let me know if I if I butcher this so you can yeah. jump in, but. So we had that, you know, that insanity happen with Carlos Sainz. And then right after we start hearing Charles Leclerc kind of hopping on the radio comms and saying like his pedals, I don't know if I think he was getting stuck or he couldn't really release it. Um, Yeah. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, fuck, are we about to see another Ferrari implosion? Like it was (laughs) things were looking dicey as we were heading to the near end of this race. Yeah, I think he was always he said he couldn't go below like 30 percent of. Mm What was it? It's like the what, I actually don't like releasing the throttle. Yeah, throttle. I think yeah. it's the throttle. Yeah. So like in like the slower corners, right? He it was pretty fucked, I believe. Yeah. And like also the pedal, I think it, it, like he said it was like it's supposed to follow his foot and it wasn't doing yeah. that. So he had to he had to like kind of move it around. I think he had to manually like go under the pedal and like lift it up. Yeah. So he was doing some on the fly, you know, innovative racing. Which I just was stressed because I hated every time they'd put another Leclerc. I was just holding my breath because every time Leclerc they show one of his like voice clips, I was afraid it was gonna be the one where he's like, "Yep, car's fucked, it's over." But like, every <laughs> time it was just him saying like, "Yeah, it's fucked," but I, I can still race, but it's just hard. And I was right. afraid one of them was just like I was like I would have actually preferred if they just didn't have any voice lines and I just didn't know because I wouldn't have really been able to tell, you know. <laughs> What's but- crazy is even with that. He was st- like Verstappen was barely gaining anything yeah. on him, even with yeah. his fucked uh, throttle. I think the only time Verstappen was gaining was into like the one, the one turn where like he was he was gaining a lot, where like it was the worst for the with the pedal, like you know maintaining uh, yeah, that turn throttle. Three. Yeah, yeah, I think that one was the one where he was getting fucked. But besides for that, he was like basically maintaining. Yeah. So like Verstappen just couldn't catch. But it was just such a stressful end because it was like. It was like, well, if nothing goes even worse, he should. If nothing like gets worse than it is, he should finish first. But it's like, knowing mm-hmm. Ferrari, something could get worse. Like the, Any, right. because, yeah. anything could happen with the Ferrari car. It can implode at any moment. So it, it yeah, was, it, yeah, it's tough to see. It's also just crazy because the only it was just kind of like replaying in my mind over and over just how like suddenly that Carlos Sainz explosion happened. I was like, dude, <laughs> it's Ferrari. Anything could fucking happen in these past, like right. these last couple laps <laughs> yeah. as we're cruising in yeah. here. But I think the difference between the two of them, and I think this goes to show, like, because the for I think Carlos is still using the old like engine, right? But there's like a new one yeah. for Leclerc, right? So I think that just shows that old engine is so fucking unreliable. It's so <laughs> ass. Because right. like, if you include Leclerc, like his two DNFs because the old engine, then Signs has had two with that. It's just bad. 
So like, do you think there's a chance that they'd eat another penalty? Would they be able to eat up another penalty and change Signs' engine? So I think Signs after this, this I think Signs after this race will have a grid penalty because that will be his third or fourth engine already. So he'll have to go oh, okay. for that. Yeah. So. so hopefully the next one's more reliable. You know. Right. That, I mean um, that's that's the plan, but you never know with Ferrari. Yeah, their their reliability and their strategy calls. It's kind of like a coin flip, which Ooh. one of the two is going to shoot him in the foot. But that actually that reminds me. Um, I was actually impressed with some of the call. I felt like at least this weekend for Ferrari, maybe it was I don't know. I guess it was similar, but it, it seemed like this weekend they were they were much more um willing to give calls and like tell the drivers what to do because I. I, I felt like this weekend was much better for the engineers. Like I felt like people were actually telling them what to do and not just kind of leaving them out there to figure it out or, right. you know, do what Carlos Sainz did and just completely disobey what you're told and win the race. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that, no I, I was that. impressed with that from Ferrari. Yeah. I was, I was happy to see that the calls were confident and that they, they led to, to big things, you know, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't shitty call. I was very happy to see during the virtual safety car, they had, they had Leclerc come in. You know, because, you know, we saw they with the last safety car last time. They were like, nah, you can stay out there on your old ass tires. So that was that was super nice to see. I'd say that was like a, a, an upgrade for the team or something they learned from a previous mistake, you know? Um, right. Growth, Yeah. So, and plus, dude, imagine, I think worst case scenario would have been Carlos Sainz engine explodes and then they don't pit Leclerc on their safety car from their other car and then Verstappen pits and then he beats Leclerc. That would have been yeah that would be funny but right. um yeah it's just tough you know ferrari i'm always thinking worst case but i think now with two ferrari wins back to back it's kind of it's it's super nice and refreshing because it kind of is giving a fight back you know for the championship because for right. a while there it was just a stretch of just red bull um dominance it was like five yeah. verstappen wins in a perez win i think or like four verstappen and one perez yeah so it's like nice seeing the uh seeing the fight back and i think I mean, the closer they are, the more exciting the championship. So I hope it, it continues. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, speaking of radio calls, I mean, I think me and Wesley, or obviously all of us watched the race. I think me, Wesley, and mm -hmm. our friend Alex, we were watching as Max Verstappen was talking to his race engineers. Like, this fucking car is terrible, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> that's kind of like every driver during the race, you know, is you're just berating your engineer. Apparently, wait, I heard yuki like they got him like a psychologist because of how he talks to his engineer or something oh i heard I'm about not sure. that yeah like, that he's so that. toxic on on the comms during the race he's like a <laughs> he's like a and bronze league of legends player so like i guess they had to get him they had to get him someone to to help out with that because uh <laughs> yeah but i mean that's every driver and then after the race they're just like eh, didn't go my way right um oh there's one other thing oh okay this is something I, I briefly touched on that I think you'll be able to add on to, Dylan, which mm -hmm. is um, it seemed like Ferrari was happier with first place Leclerc and a DNF than they were with first place and a fourth place. So, they, oh, sorry, they were happier with first place Leclerc, Carlos Sainz DNF. Than, so they, they were more satisfied than that with first place Sainz, fourth place Leclerc. It seemed like the spirits were up this weekend. <laughs> 
Yeah, it seems like the only person in Signs's corner when it comes to these race uh, wins and catastrophes, either or, is his cousin that like is his like manager or whatever. Manager. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he was so devastated when you you would have thought he he was in the car burning. He looked so mm-hmm. sad. He was he was completely <laughs> upset. And everyone else is kind of like, wait, we have another driver. So like I, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's super funny to see. And I I feel like it it must get you a little bit as a driver when your team like. When when your number one driver doesn't do well, your team's like, yeah, this we can't have this. This is this is unacceptable. Even if you win the race, you know. Right. So yeah, but it, it was just it also. I mean, it just sucks for the championship because like Verstappen got how many more points did he get because he got second instead of third? Six, seven, seven six or seven points. Yeah. So I mean, the gap could. I mean, Leclerc could have caught a good deal more, and I mean, it could have helped with the constructor championship, but. Right. is what it is you know for yeah. ferrari yeah i, I think it, it kind of shows to like i guess how they, how much ferrari loves charles leclerc i mean like dude even both the i guess the both both pit like both pit stops or both pit like people were all like there when leclerc won and like yeah <laughs> like compared to signs's win it was it was there was a lot like less than what leclerc got yeah, with yeah, signs, sure. it's probably like, well, that's my eight-hour shift. I'm going home. I'll see you guys. Uh, I'm, he- <laughs> I'm heading out. I'll, I'll see you later. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting to see. I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something, Dude, but you know, not to get into conspiracies or anything, but you know, Ferrari isn't on Signs' team, and it's starting to seem like the Marshalls weren't on his team either. <laughs> I'm starting to think, you know. If the cameras weren't on, maybe they don't pull him out of the car. You know, maybe Ferrari gives him the order. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, though. I'm just saying, you know, it, things were looking a bit fishy. It's kind of signs against the world out there a lot of the time, yeah. it seems. You know, and then maybe... every race, it's just you just have to see signs get on the fucking back with within a fucking middle-aged man getting got... on his, like, Vespa getting <laughs> carted back to the garage. Dude, signs is going to have to start pitting himself. He's going to take off all the tires, <laughs> put them on. I love to see the image he gets... Dude, imagine they should have one race a year where you have to do all your own tires. You have to get so it's it's an athletic one too. You got to get out and do all the tire oh. changes. That'd be sick. You you know what would be a banger is the r- race engineers and racers swap for a race. Oh, that would be so <laughs> sick. I would love oh to see God. the comms that start coming out. Dude, the y- engineers. Yuki Sonoda's guy is just going <laughs> off on him. He's gonna just start his whole entire like his whole entire like everything he says is just gonna be blurred out or bleeped out. Yeah. Who came it's... up with this bullshit plan? What is this fucking car? Like just all of this shit. Uh, oh my god. Dude, that guy's gotta have a stiff drink every time after the race with Yuki. If he has or to get a psychologist. Too. Yeah, before he's getting he's getting a little wasted on the wall. Just pre-gaming the fuck yeah. out of qualities, just everything. Practice sessions. Yeah, I know that makes sense. Right. Before we go into uh, the France uh, or the French Grand Prix, I think uh, most of our predictions did not hit this week. No, no. Wait, <laughs> I'm trying to look. Okay, so for who was our first crash? Wait, there was no crash, was there? Not oh, really. No, there, uh, I guess we'll count the um, we'll count the Russell in the Perez. Right. Yeah. Fuck. We when we know. I was did I that. was kind of off. I, uh, Pierre Gasly's crash was kind of like the second one with Vettel. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and none then, of our none of our predictions kind of hits. I said stroll, and then Wesley said Latifi. Damn, nobody, 
Yeah, I, I guess missed. we gotta start going for those top drivers, but none yeah. hit. And then our bold predictions: Hamilton wins race for Joseph. Uh, yeah, nope. a little miss. Albin six. He was twice that. He was twelve. So close, <laughs> close. Got there. A few more laps, and then what was Wesley's bold prediction? I had a uh, Daniel oh. Ricardo snagging fourth. And, you know, he got ninth. He got ninth. Yeah, so he was close. The about half. About half. Yeah. Halfway there. Yeah, we were yeah. a lot of halfways. And it's then our yeah. actual predictions. I think. I mean, I think even the um the casters were on our side saying like, oh, this looks like Red Bull's sort of track. Mm-hmm. And it kind of yeah. and it looked good going into race day. But especially with like, I don't know, it, it just didn't pan out that way. So, yeah, definitely I mean, not like I think I put what did I put? I put Verstappen Perez one, two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, what was it? The, I guess the, the one thing I did have is um I was riding out for uh, Alpine with Alonzo. Um but right. you know, I should have put Ocon. I should have known it would be the other Alpine driver because yeah. Alonzo is the most unlucky person on the grid. Um, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not bad. Not not yeah. bad. I I think we're 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 starting to kind of see what what where our predictions are kind of going. I think I after think... like after fifth and sixth, it's definitely it's definitely yeah. Uh, winner takes it. Takes it. Yeah, it's a toss up. But it's also tough because every race it seems like one to two of the top the top two teams or top three teams like they DNF. So it's like, <laughs> oh man, it's so tough because then it fucks up all the predictions because then it's like You're a right. bunch of kind of wild cards up there. But I think I got my my bold prediction is just gonna be Schumacher first every race rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you keep putting it, it'll hit eventually. Yeah. Eventually right. he'll get surely, first. Yeah, surely it hits. Um. I don't know if it's early or not, but do we want to talk at all about the next race, or should we wait because what? we got one week gap? Uh, no. This, I think this, with this, the gap, this race is next week. Oh wait, really? Yeah, this race is next it, week. Wait. Yeah, and then we'll have a the two French week break after France. Wait, no, yeah, I, we'll have a, I think it says the twenty second, twenty second to the twenty fourth. So I think yeah. oh, I'm tripping. Weeks. I'm tripping. My bad. That was okay. Maybe I'm. Tripping. Yeah, eleven eleven days. So yeah, yeah I think right. we gotta we gotta wait because i mean right next week you know it's gonna go off the rails regardless but it'll be even more off the rails it'll be about something else entirely It'll be about nascar by the end <laughs> nascar we'll start yeah. we'll just we'll just develop into an f2 podcast or an f1 game podcast start talking yeah. about online lobbies <laughs> yeah <laughs> so oh talk about God. the esports of it okay uh-huh. yeah but i want to see the french track looks a little oh shit it looks like a like a ferrari sort of track i don't know if i want to talk about it but yeah that's it yeah, i we'll don't know see. man it kind of looks like a red bull track to me i yeah i don't this is tough well i get a feeling i feel like every time we've predicted one it's been the other team that's like on the top spot so i feel like whoever At i first, predicted it's just gonna be i think before silverstone we were kind of spot on though where we had okay. like we predicted Verstappen Leclerc accurately a couple times, but then right. after Silverstone, everything just kind of all went to hell. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to um, we'll have to see how it goes. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the one person I'm just gonna give a little sneak peek. Ocon, he's gonna be he's gonna be running hot at his home race. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Of course. Um, I think that. Um, that- that about wraps it for for this week in the, that looks the like Australian a Grand Prix. Yep, Australia looking good, looking good all around. Big things. 
my guy getting mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been long overdue. Last one was like Australia, which was week three. So you know, bit of a tragedy there. Uh, but you know, more to come. More racing yeah. to come. 